Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, episode number 47 on this Feel Good Friday. Graf is back with us to talk some playoff basketball. We got NBA lottery on the aftermath of all of that. The NBA way too early mock draft from us. The Celtics, Pacers, and Mavs fill their coaching vacancies. Is Trey Young a top 10 player in the league right now? Um, we look on the outlook of the conference finals matchups between the Bucks and the Hawks and the Suns and Clippers. We got Scottie Pippen's comments on Kevin Durant. And is the USA basketball team a lock to win gold this year? So without further ado, let's dive on in. We begin today's episode with the NBA lottery aftermath. Um, obviously, the Pistons came into the night with the second best odds to get the number one overall pick. They do end up winning the lottery, um, which punches their ticket for Cade Cunningham, the guard out of Oklahoma State, who to all accounts is a generational talent. So the Pistons, and this is what I think about the lottery. Like people don't understand how big that was for the Pistons. That That's a star player coming into your building right away. And I don't care what you say. Look at Zion. Look at John Moran. These were guys who, and look at even Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, who these are guys who just came in right away and made immediate impacts on their team, averaging 20 plus points per game, doing incredible things as a rookie. So when I look at Kate Cunningham, I don't see why he can't average 20 a game next year and be an incredible player and a stepping stone for Detroit to maybe push for a playing spot next year. Or, you know, even if not, even if not, you get, you know, you, you get hope. You get hope. I think because that's the big thing. You get a star player right away. And the Pistons also had some pretty good rookies last year with Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. Probably the best rookie duo on a single team for, oh, no question about that, actually, the more I think about it. So quickly in Toppin? Frank, Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart were top seven in the rookie of the year, but there's no ways that that is nonsense. Frank, yeah. Quite frankly, that is nonsense. Isaiah um, Stewart, Bornified Scrub. That oh is the, that's the most casual statement I've ever heard. Yeah, I, you're a no, casual listen, without saying you're a casual. You guys, you're being a casual right now. You're saying that Cade Cunningham's going to make an instant impact on the Pistons. But I believe just like, but just like Anthony Edwards did, right? What? They're going to win. Edwards, wait, wait, Anthony Edwards. Two Bro, they're going to win 15 games. Who cares? They're going to win 15 Anthony games. They Edwards, suck. Anthony Edwards put up 22 points a game. This year, okay. was 21 points. And how many games How many games did the Timberwolves win? Frank. They won like 17 or 18, but it was exactly who cares. But Frank, what do you mean? Who cares? This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Listen to what you're saying here. You're saying this guy's going to come in and average 20 points. Immediate impact. He is. He's going to have an immediate impact, but what they're going to get three, four games better than they were this year. They're fucking garbage. But the thing is, it's a step in the right direction. And if in the new GM for Detroit, I think Brad Holmes has done a fantastic job. Well, that's a, the Lions GM, right? I, I got the guy messed up. But yeah, Brad Holmes was the, is the new guy for the Lions. At the this is new GM. I forget his name, and I don't know why, but I don't know. Done, he that was his first draft last year, and but, he hit it out of the park. Yeah, so, did they? Did they though? Because they're number. You got two. You got two top seven rookies last year. What about Killian Hayes? He's he was. But, but he was a number eight pick, and number eight picks are cursed. So I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But he got two top seven players. So what? Or seven? He was seven pick. Whatever he was. But with all fairness to Hayes, he was hurt a lot last year. He had a um, some sort of like weird health problem. I want to say it was like a lung or a kidney or something. So he missed a lot of games. Yeah. So 
regardless of how you slice it up, they had a good draft last year. Very good draft. Probably the best draft out of all. You add Cade Cunningham, what do they get? Three or four games better? They're still Yeah, but it's not like they get worse. It's not like adding a a potential superstar hurts them. Like, maybe next year they don't get better, but maybe down the line they do. The thing is, you might win only three, four more games next year, but what about the year after that? What about the year after that? Yeah, because productive rookie doesn't necessarily translate to wins, which is why, like, the rookie of the year voting your team's record doesn't really matter where it does for MVP. Of course it doesn't. Rookie of the year. The, the thing is, how do people have an expectation for, for a guy like Kate Cunningham to come in there and win and win them 10 plus more games? That's no, so I don't. I don't. The thing that I'm worried about with Kate Cunningham, though, is this. Do they have a good enough supporting cast for him to show his full abilities? And I don't think they do. That's why I think you know what? That he might not have. It really support- reminds me of the Memphis team, though. A lot of underrated young pieces. Memphis always had a guy. Oh, where's, the, where's the spacing spacing for the Pistons, though? Sadiq Bay could space, but where's the other spacing that Cunningham's going to need when he goes to the basket and he gets well, sworn? Wayne Ellington was there last year. I believe he's still on, under contract. So they have him. Oh. They have Wayne Ellington. I mean, he's decent, yeah. The man with the golden arm, they say. He's a three-point shooter who can't shoot. He's like Reggie Bullock. But it's not true. He can shoot a little bit. He can shoot the ball, but we know. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that the Pistons are limiting to, like, Cade Cunningham's abilities because of they – Well, they're going to have to get more talent for sure, but, like, it doesn't – like you know, it's a step in the right direction. That's what I'm saying. And for a team – I also don't like their coaching situation. I'm not a Dwayne Casey fan. Yeah, I'm not a, well, that I agree with. I'm not a Dwayne Casey fan either, but I like the the new GM, and I I, I should know his name by, by now. With how many times have I been you know said uh, crediting him for the success they've had or for his success in the draft? I mean, not the success the team has had so far. Like I th- I think you get the best out of Cade Cunningham if he ended up with a team like the Rockets. Thunder, the Thunder, no, the Thunder. SG. Or the Thunder. That I mean, the Thunder would have been unbelievable. But see, that's why I wanted him. Yeah, to I, mean, I think that the Pistons are going to limit like. The Pistons' not ability not, of not having talent around Kid Cunningham is going to limit what he could show his rookie year. Do you understand? And I think that could stun his development. But, see, there's been, like, I think John Morant, like, I remember that Grizzlies team coming. They were projected to be, like, the 15th seed in the West his rookie year. And they almost made the playoffs. And it was partly because they had so many underrated young guys, young rookies, who they thought, oh, these guys are trash. Like, Grayson Allen was, like, an afterthought. They, everyone thought he sucked. You know, they had all these young guys, even like um, Brandon Clark, all these guys coming in, all these rookies, young players, and people are like, oh, they're, they're going to win 17 games. John Moran has a horrible cast around him. But in similar with Detroit, they have a lot of guys, a lot of rookies who are going under the radar right now. And I think, you know, if they have a Kate Cunningham who can run the offense and be that floor general for them, I think Detroit could be that team who takes a little bit of a bigger lead than we might expect from them. Honestly, uh, I, I, I think they'll be in a similar situation with the Timberwolves bottom of the conference. But. Yeah. Well, maybe see that that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, the Timberwolves are the team who's consistently stacked up good top five talents and they haven't gone anywhere. The Timberwolves but, are the biggest disgrace but, in the national. But the thing is though, the Pistons, everyone thinks they're this poverty franchise, but they've been bad for the last 10 years. But before that, they made five conference finals in a row in the 2000s. They wouldn't yeah, be a championship. This is not some bad – this is not the T-Wolves. This is a this is a history franchise. It's a, it's a historic basketball franchise. Unfortunately, right now, they're in a shitty state. So it's uh, like, like, but, hey, but getting the number one pick is, is going to be good. But I like I said, I this is – the only problem that – the thing I'm worried about is dude, they don't have enough talent around Cade right now with the roster – and I think that could stun his development because he's not going to be able to use his abilities to his best, to their best. And that's, you know, kicking the shooters when he drives and stuff. 
running pick and roll. They, like that, you said, they have some guys, but I mean, realistically speaking, it's still a really shitty roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move I mean, on. Without, to without Kate Cunningham, who's the, best player, who's the best player on their team right now? Who the Pistons? Um, on the Pistons, it's probably it's, it's probably Sadiq Bay or Jeremy Grant. It's Jeremy Grant. And they have Jeremy Grant too. So I guess Jeremy Grant is also a really good player who we just totally forgot about. They have like a bunch of role players, which make it, it, it like it could work. Who knows? But I don't know. It could work. I mean, yeah, it could work. Like you see, yeah. All right, let's talk about the Rockets then. Um, this is where the draft starts. There's like a bunch of different ways they can go here. The big question is do they want Evan Mobley, the really talented big, or do they want one of the guards? I think Jalen Suggs is the second best player in this draft. So that's where I would go. Because if you're picking, this high chances are you just need everything anyway and I think Jalen Suggs is a he's a tremendous shooter he's just a tremendous all-around player and I just think pairing Mobley with Christian Wood wouldn't necessarily work too well um I think it would clog the paint like a lot of times you just you see teams not even running one big on the floor so I think having two just wouldn't necessarily be too effective you're right about Mobley but I don't do you really think Suggs is the right guy I mean well, they could go green and like maybe Kuminga could sneak up. I don't. I feel like Jalen Green here would be a little bit better with a pick. Oh, I don't, I don't think his fit along KPJ would be good. I, I don't I mean. And you can't rely on you can't rely on Kevin Porter Jr. to be a scorer. The guy can, we don't even know if he's going to be on the court every night. With his all the field problems, you you said are off the court. Yeah, I mean, I think his off the court issues are something that I think off the court problems are overblown so many times. Man, you can't hand the keys of your franchise to Kevin Porter Jr. No, you you the have the number two pick. Christian Woods, Christian Woods, the best player on this team. He's like that kind of veteran presence. Jalen Green, well, exactly, and that's why you don't take Evan Mobley here. You take you take Jalen Green here. But I'm saying. You said that KPJ is the keys of the franchise. I disagree. I think Christian Wood or even the number two pick could be the keys of the KPJ could be the, the second, third option. Yes, but you're, you're, yeah, but you can't score. You're saying don't pick Jalen Green because of Kevin Porter Jr. That's because their games are very comparable because they're both wings in they're both undersized wings, kind of like kind of combo like hybrid wing guards, and they're both like they I wouldn't put my I don't have I don't have enough faith to put my uh personally to put my faith in Kevin Porter Jr. And I don't think the Rockets so, think that they need a point guard in Houston. They need a guard. They need a point guard. They don't have a guy who can bring up the, like Listen, John. I, like Suggs. I, I agree with Graf. I think he, he he's up there and he's definitely the most complete player. So probably so far, the most polished. KPJ, that's solid. Yeah. I don't know. I just see them going Jalen green I, I, to me. That's, I don't think that's who they should pick, but I think that's what they're, who they're going to pick. So the interesting thing about that is if they went green, I think there's, um, like there's no chance that Suggs would go third to the Cavs, right? With um, they're gonna get Sexton Garland there, right? They're gonna pick Mobley. They're gonna sign Jared Allen to an extent. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, do you think Suggs falls all the way to four? Because that would be tremendous value for the Raptors at four. I think Kuminga would go three then. Maybe. I think Kuminga goes see, to the Cavs. I, I think the top four players are set. It's gonna be Cunningham one, and then some combination of Suggs, Green, and Mobley as of right now. I don't know about that. I the don't Cavs know are not going to pass up Mobley for Jared Allen. I mean, they're going to get Mobley if he's there. I think that's a that's a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake. It might be a huge mistake, but you, they already have Garland and Sexton. You don't need yeah, but, yeah, exactly. They, they need a wing. Can't go I, they need a wing. That's why I said my mock draft has Jalen Green going to the Cavs because I have the the Rockets getting Jalen Subs, and I have the Cavs and Jalen. Well, that's Green. what this one has. But I'm saying in a situation where Green's already off the board. Yeah, I think yeah. that the Cavs. I think that the Cavs should go with Kuminga then, because then think about it. You're starting five. You get you have you know Sexton, Garland, Okoro, Kuminga comes in as, as your small forward, and then you have Jared Allen at the five. I think that makes more sense. 
It does. I don't know. I just, my issue. I think Colin Sexton could be on his way out. So maybe they do go with a guard like Suggs. Why would Colin Sexton be on his way out? Well, they said a lot of the teammates are not are not happy with him. Colin Sexton could j- just he be good as Colin. really bad in the locker room, and that's like kind of the but he's but he's under contract still. It's like what what is that like? Yeah, and he's easily their best player. He's one of the best young guards in basketball. That'd be. They have to work that out though. And I, I, yeah, they're gonna have to figure that out. They can't just and think about this, Frank. Do you think that teams aren't skeptical of the Cavs wanting to get rid of a player who's averaging twenty five a game? Who oh, teams, teams are skeptical, so they won't get any value back for him. They'll get they'll get nothing because if well, they the still Cavs, get value for him, you get more value than they should get the for Cavs, Frank, If the Cavs want to get rid of him, averaging twenty five a game as a third year player, the Cavs must know that's something that other teams don't. Well, that's yeah, what it is. I mean, the teammates came out. Teammates, they said that they've had frustrations. There's been reports about it already. So I don't think other teams want to take the risk. Then I, I don't. I think, think Mobley though with Jared Allen is a complete. It's a huge mistake. Just like I. Well, that I agree with. with the Cavs Wooden, are in a weird spot here. Like Wooden Mobley would also just be a huge fucking mistake. If you do that, you're just you're just you setting your franchise back another five years. For Cleveland, get subs for Cleveland. Then if you really, if if Green's already taken, I think Jalen Green would be the best fit for the Cavs. But that's what I'm saying. If Green goes two, I think Kuminga jumps up to three. That, you know, that's a fair statement. But my issue with Kuminga is I've seen a lot of Jalen Brown comparisons, and Jalen Brown was super raw coming out of college. If you remember his rookie year, he wasn't very good. No, he got, um, he's gotten a lot better. Kuminga's more like raw. I think his game is very unrefined, but he's a freak athlete. So he's a real wild card in this draft. I'm just drafting him third overall seems kind of scary. I don't like to me. Raw guys though, because the raw guys, what tends to happen with this this NBA now is that. You don't get time to develop anymore, and you, you get have thrown a right into the fire. If you don't produce right away, you're in trouble. Like the Celtics have a really good developmental system in Boston. Mm-hmm. They have a really good player development. If you go to a place that doesn't have that, I mean, your career's you're a bust. That's what See, like a team like the Raptors too. Like I, I would be ha- like that's a great place for players to develop. Look what they've done with guys like Fred Van Fleet, Norman Powell, etc. So, like, that that would be a nice spot for, like, a guy like Kuminga to go. So, do you think you could see Mobley going there? Because, like, Mobley's going in the top five, top four, I think. Like, there's... I mean, I could see Mobley going there. I just, once again. Like, I know we don't like the idea of drafting bigs high, but, like, he's going in the top five. Nah, no, you know what? Mobley makes sense there. You, you run Siakam at the four, Mobley at the five. That that makes sense. That that would be, to me, the most logical out of the top five or four for Mobley. Mm-hmm. Would be well, that's where I have him going. Yeah, that would make I sense. Kuminga at five to the Magic. Well, that, that that although I could I could see Scotty Barnes there as well. Um, I guess it just depends like what kind of uh, they'll probably they just go best player available considering that they don't really care. Like they mm-hmm. have a lot. I of mean, at that point, it really just depends on who's picking who they think the best player available is. Yeah. I don't know if there's like a sizable gap between any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we know they could go with a guy like Davion Mitchell or Moses. Mm-hmm. Moody. Well, I, yeah, I was just gonna get to that. So Davion Mitchell, I have him going to the Warriors. He's a I think he was a junior, so he's a, just a super refined player. His NBA comparison is Drew Holiday in the sense that he's just a very, like, fundamentally sound guy. He's not going to be a superstar, but he can Fantastic. get you and play defense. He, he was the best player in March Madness. He mm-hmm. was the best player. He was. And he was the best player in March Madness. I think that would be an interesting fit for the Warriors. Maybe you can run him at the two. Because I think in today's NBA at this point, Clay Thompson's a three. He's a three, yeah. Yeah. Now he is. Mm-hmm. He's seven. He's tall. He's tall enough to be a three. Yeah, and then and then you can have some combination of Draymond Green and Wiseman, and then maybe they trade this pick. Honestly, a lot there's been a lot of like Ben Simmons rumors. I don't think that would work out at all. But they won't do that. They're not. They're not dumb enough to do that. No, I agree with that. What I we have heard is that the Warriors are the favorites for Simmons. That's what we've heard. Yeah, but so the Warriors front office makes every right personnel decision, and I just 
don't think they're dumb enough to pull think, the trigger on Ben I think Simmons. I'd have the Wizards and Blazers ahead of them for favorites for Ben Simmons. I think the Wizards is where he's going to end up. I think Portland just because I think it's CJ for – I literally think CJ for Ben Simmons is like a lock at this point. Yeah, well, I, I told you, though, we talked about this last ben podcast. They're moronic. We, to- we talked about this during the last podcast. I think that the you know Westbrook's going to be just as good as gone, and Beal might get traded. So they might just want to restart, and Ben Simmons could be a guy like that to do that with. You should you know, you're, Russ in Philadelphia might not be bad, so maybe the Wizards is a good spot. I mean, yeah, Russ I mean, is – like, obviously he's not, like, completely broken like Ben Simmons is, but, like, he has, like, the same flaws. He really can't shoot. Uh, he's a really inefficient scorer. He's more aggressive, like Frank said last pod. He's more, yeah, he is much more aggressive. He's, he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He's willing to dunk the ball. Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, he doesn't put Philly over the edge, though, and especially now that he's getting older. I don't know. Still makes him better than they are now. Yeah, for sure. And then all right, at number eight, the Magic pick again. They have the Bulls pick here from the Vucevic trade. I have them going Moses Moody out of Arkansas. He He's just a, a great overall scorer. I have him compared to Chris Middleton. And the interesting thing about this is Moses Moody going eight. He would be the third player from the Montverde class of 2019 taken in the top eight, along with Kate Cunningham and Scotty Barnes. And that is just ridiculous. And Barrett went there too, didn't he? Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about in this draft yeah, alone, yeah, three in the top eight. Frank's Barrett fetish is showing right now. He always <laughs> likes to bring up RJ Barrett, even though he's not, he's not in the conversation. All right. I like Moody, though. I think he's a good basketball player. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty underrated guy. He didn't get talked about a lot because he went to Arkansas, but he, he kept them relevant. He had them in March Madness um, yeah. as a, what, a three seed. Who went to that place, too? Ben Simmons did, right, with D'Lo. They both yeah. Oh, dude, there's a ton of players that have went there. So many guys. So and they have more coming out this year, too. There's, there's so many guys every year. Mm-hmm. It's like the um, – it's like an IMG for football. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best. It is. It's- out of who's came out of IMG yet? Nobody so far, I guess. Right? Like it's too early, guy, because it's pretty new. Or no, I think there's a lot of guys that are like in college that went there. Yeah, like so right it's still like new, right? Because they've only been around for like a couple of years now. IMG, right? Yeah. Well, so they've been around. For- yeah, the, I mean that place. They don't have any NFL players yet, or do they? Maybe one guy. I don't know. I know Anthony Simons is the only NBA player of IMG so far. And he's he's solid. He's a role player. But mm-hmm. yeah, they have okay, they have Greg Newsom. They, they had all their guys. This they had seven guys drafted this year. They had Greg Newsom and Andre Cisco and Kellen Mond. That's not. Nice. So, the, so uh, they're starting they're, yeah. They're starting to, you know, yeah. They're gonna get to like number they're gonna get a boat. Let's roll I think. The Kings, dude. See the Kings, the problem is the Kings right now, Corey Kisper. I mean they need, like, a dominant wing. Kispert yeah. is a lottery pick in this draft. I don't care what anybody says. And the Kings historically make questionable picks. They hit. They struck gold with Halliburton last year, but, like, I could have made that pick. I don't know how he fell to 14. We, we were loved we, Halliburton. We loved yeah, Halliburton. We, we, we wanted the Knicks. That, yeah. I wanted Halliburton to the Knicks so bad, but they're like, oh, let's take overtime. I just feel like everybody was, like, in agreement that he was, like, one of the top players in the draft, and for whatever reason, he just fell. Um, we and, loved Halliburton. We loved him. Mm-hmm. Listen, Corey Kisper, he can shoot the lights out. Obviously, he's not a dominant wing that you want, but is there even a dominant wing available at number this nine? This is who I want the Knicks to get. This is who I want the Knicks to get. Okay. This is the best guy to space the floor right now in this draft by far. He's already ready, so ready to play in the NBA. Joe Harris is the perfect comparison. He fits with a bunch of other guys that he don't need the basketball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to run the baseline. He's going to sit in the corner, and he's going to make threes at a really high – he's going to shoot 40% right away when he gets in the NBA. Yeah, and he, he has a little bit of shot creation of, of ability. He'll develop that as he as, as he plays more. But he's already – he's a he's been in college for three years now, so he's got plenty of experience. What matters more for shooters, though, is, is your off-ball. Like, 
is off ball movement, but also on the dribble shooting is important now. So like like a JJ Redick off screens or like a Joe Harris even does that now. Dude, Duncan so, Robinson does that a yeah, lot. I think I think Pittsburgh can have Pittsburgh. like the same traits. Pittsburgh can 100 percent do that. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's what's key now. So. He's a, he might be the most him and Suggs from Gonzaga might be the most NBA ready players in this whole draft. Well, I think Mitchell for sure. Well, Davion, well, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, I mean, Mitchell's just so refined, but you know, yeah. I think it's, it's just King Cunningham. The number one like people overthink this every year. Like the most what does the most NBA ready even mean? I mean, it's like because what I think for that title. All your I would say most of your tools are polished. If it it always goes to a player that you know what I think it always goes to a player who like Obi Toppin was like the most NBA ready guy last year. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, I I never got the I, I said for I never, yeah. Obi Toppin's a bum. He was people so many people said that. That's the reason why he was gonna go so high. Is because he was right, like, ready to play right out of the gates. Like, I mean, like I don't like that. Cade Cunningham's the most NBA ready because he'll be the guy averaging and he'll win the rookie of the year. So that's the guy who's the most NBA ready. I mean, no, it's I, possible, I, but I don't necessarily think this is a runaway. I could see multiple guys winning it. I agree. Um, I especially if a guy like Davion Mitchell goes to the Warriors and averages like fourteen and six or something. But I don't oh, think like fourteen with the Warriors, like probably like more like ten, like tenish. So. Just we'll get those, like, shots he won't get I'm still I'm still not convinced that Clay Thompson's gonna come back and be hundred percent. So I think there's gonna be a lot of shots to go around on the Warriors. And I think and I think they're also gonna be look fo- looking forward to having another guard to take some pressure off Steph Curry because his usage last year was just ridiculous. He and Curry's crazy. much Curry, as we've seen when Draymond was kind of running, you know, point forward, he's mm-hmm. he honestly might be better like off the ball. Mm-hmm. I remember early in his career, there were a lot of questions. Like, is Steph Curry a shooting guard? Is he really yeah. even a point guard? I mean, he is He is a point guard because he's a fantastic – he's a great ball handler. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can use him in so many different ways. And using him off the ball to kind of take, like, his usage down and a little pressure off is good. Is a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we they, they didn't take LaMelo ball because of that. And I'm sure they're shooting themselves in the foot right now because of that. that was dumb. Yeah, because Wiseman fell off a cliff towards the end of the year. He was not great. Well, they they also played better without Wiseman. Remember when he when he went out and he Draymond five. But the the thing is, they when Draymond went to the five at the end of the year, they they literally started winning way more games. That, that was the reason why they climbed up in the standings so much. Mm-hmm. Draymond like, played really well towards. So you have a when you have a Draymond Green, you don't need a center. You don't need a Wiseman when you have Draymond. I agree. But so, that's these teams are. Like that's that, that's that's a mistake. I'm afraid the Rockets are gonna make too. What if they go with Mobley? You already have Wood, and then you're just gonna be playing. You're gonna get run off the floor in the in the playoffs. You're just gonna get run off the floor. They make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying they will, but I said if I, like eventually if they make it with Wood and Mobley, they're just gonna get run off the floor. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just not too sold on Mobley anyway. I've seen some ridiculous Kevin Durant comparisons with him, and like yeah, that's okay. Just He's too on a like he's not athletic enough. He's yeah, not like, like, we're enough. never gonna see another Kevin Durant. People need to get that through. Nobody's ever gonna be Kevin Durant. That's what he true. does on the basketball floor is ridiculous. I mean, geez. All right. And then really quickly to finish off this uh, mock that we have going here, very early preliminary mock. I have Cam Thomas going to the Pelicans. He's from LSU, so he's from the area. Um, he's just he, he led the SEC in scoring this year. Average like twenty three a game. He's a very underrated player. Um, he, that's really all he does, though, is he, he scores points, but he does it pretty well. But the, the Pelicans, I don't know, they're an interesting team because I don't really know what they need or what they want. More spacing. they'll even keep this pick. More spacing. Yeah, yeah well, this guy can help them space, that's for sure. And they need to get rid of – like, they need to stop playing Steven Adams. Like, 
They really oh, well, that was the worst move of all time. Zion had the second most paint points per game in NBA history last year, and it would have been more if it was a paint. Was Zion at the five. I'm telling you, dude, Zion at the five is a good player. Just play him at I the agree. five. I 100% agree. Zion at the five. Uh, he's, guy, all these other centers all the time. Giannis, Giannis should be playing he's, at the five. He's so strong that why do you need a center? He's He can outbox any center in the league pretty much with how big he is. And he like, could rebound just as good as any of them anyway. He does better when you have, you have defend better. Yeah, for sure. It's not even close. It's literally not even close. All right, so uh, up next, we got some new uh, coaching vacancies that were filled. First of all, the uh, Celtics hired the new uh, Nets assistant, Ime Udoka. I don't really know how to pronounce that. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. But then we have the Mavs hiring Jason Kidd, which I absolutely hate. Yes. And then the Pacers hired Rick Carlisle, which I love. Okay, so Cash just completely disagrees. Frank has some uh, disagreements with those. Jason um, Kidd is the reason why Giannis is a good basketball player. Um, well, Jason Kidd did move him to the point. He uh, he really elevated his playmaking abilities, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like Jason Kidd's really overrated, and he's underachieved in a lot of places. Look, doesn't the player development for Milwaukee get the credit? Like, it's the player – it's not the head coach that develops players. And he could have no, played, played a mini role, right? But he could have played a, a major role. role. He could have played a role. Let's say that role. But it's a major role. Player development. They the the player development coaches had more. They work with Giannis more than Jason Kidd did as a head coach. Okay, but Jason Kidd's telling them what to do with Giannis. I mean, you don't. That, once again, you don't know that. And what we do know is that he underperformed Milwaukee. That okay. was a team that they were the sixteen the year before Mike Budenholzer took them to the number one okay. seed. Look what Giannis has said about Jason Kidd. I get that. True. The proof but is in the pudding. Have, they were the number six seed. The one year before, they were the number one seed. So as soon as he gets, as he gets fired, is it a coincidence that they go from number six to number one? And you tell me. I don't know. You tell me. I don't, I don't, I'm I, not a fan of Budenholzer either. So I, I mean, Here's another thing. Everybody hates Budenholzer, but, like, they just keep winning games. And it's like every – I've seen people say if they win the NBA finals, Budenholzer will still be fired. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> No, okay, who said that's got to be some sort of a joke? Does, does he make some questionable decisions? Yes. Is he not the best coach ever? Yes. But he's like a solid coach, and people act like he's some sort of scrub, and I don't get it. Like the the Bucks have outperformed everybody's expectations this year. Weren't you guys saying Heat in five? And what happened? They they, they, they no, look, they, they so the Heat was valid. Like the the, the Nets, they would have lost to Brooklyn. Like if well, if, if all three of them were healthy, yes, obviously they, they still won. And let me tell you something. I don't think, including myself, I didn't think they would win even with just Harden and KD there. I thought they would win with that, but it took them seven games in overtime to beat a hollow James Harden with one leg and Kevin Durant. I mean, I don't, I don't know. In the- Getting back on topic here, at the end of the day, like I think what the Mavs did was stupid. Rick Carlisle is a really great coach, and at the end of the day, it's all about what players you have on the floor. Luka Doncic didn't have any help in one of these last two playoff series, and they still took the Clippers, who are probably the most talented team in the Western Conference, to six and seven games, and it's like. Well, they, Carlisle they shouldn't have fired Carlisle. Well, yeah, and how is Jason Kidd going to fix that? Like, you're stuck with Porzingis' contract. Jason Kidd isn't fixing that. No, you're shit out of luck with that. And then another another trade that was god-awful is when they traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, who didn't even get minutes in the playoffs. Like, oh, my God. Like, what an awful move that was. And then they made another – well, I'm not going to bring up the Trey Young trade. That was actually a good trade for the Mavs. That was a good trade for them. Because- you know, it's interesting that it's a debate now because it used to be, oh, Doncic is clearly so much better. But now it's a conversation for sure. Nobody talks about how the pick that the Mavs – the Hawks got was Cam Reddish. So he's not good. So it was pretty much now just Luka for Trey straight up. Now, are you going to take Luka or Trey? Well, it's- yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, he's still better. I would still take Luca, but it's closer than I think a lot of people think. It, it might be closer than people think, but 
Trey's top 15, Luca's top five. So I see it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But what Trey Young is doing, he's winning. Like the fact that they won that game the other night, which we'll get we'll get to in a little bit. Like that was just, you know, that really shows how far he's come as a player. I I hated him in the regular season. I thought he was one of the most overrated players, and he's really opened my eyes to like just how valuable he can be. I mean, Jesus Christ. The- Trey Young is just mind blowing, and then we we keep saying, "Oh, like oh, they're they'll lose to the Sixers now. Oh, they're gonna lose to the Bucks now." And they just keep winning. They just don't lose. I know it's ridiculous. Oh, and they're down. To, they 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 go down by like twenty points. You're like, "Oh, this game's over." Or whatever. You walk away they from. Suck. Everybody's like, "Oh, they suck." <laughs> you come back five minutes five minutes later, and they're only down by five, and then they end up winning the game. It's unbelievable. Are we going to be looking at a world where Trey Young is the Finals MVP this year? I mean, if he is, if he is, he's a top ten player. I he, can't wrap my head around that yet. So, but what I will say, can you like Knicks? Uh, no, dude, the Knicks. Well, we got slandered so hard, but like, look at how we look now. We look like an actual competent team now because we lost to the NBA champions for crying out loud. The Hawks can beat the Bucks. Like, what's stopping them from beating like the the Suns? You know, or the Clippers? I, I think the Bucks are the hardest team left for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. The Bucks probably are the best team left. They, they, match, they, match, they match up better against the Suns than they do against mm-hmm. the Bucks. They have no size. Yeah. But the problem has been on the Hawks is that the centers have been getting ran off the court. Brooke Lopez got 20 minutes for no – this is a problem with holder. He refuses to make adjustments. He got 20 minutes for Brooke Lopez. Why? They were dropping him down every time, and Trey Young was just killing them. Yeah. Like, out of they, the they have they Capella, gar- Capella guarding Giannis. Mm-hmm. They have Capella guarding Giannis. They need a, They need to have Brooke Lopez off the floor. They need Bryn Forbes and Connington to get more minutes. They need Lopez. Well, that's for not having DiVincenzo Hurst. They just have less guys to like yeah. move around. Well, Bobby Portis needs to play the five for that. Oh, no, I agree with that. I don't understand why Bobby uh, Portis doesn't Giannis play. needs to play the five. But Bobby Portis is a better alternative than Brooke Lopez. though, when you think about it, like Giannis really is playing the five because Lopez just stands on the wing on offense anyway. He's tw- Hey, but he's the guy that you could attack defensively. Well, yeah, I, I, I've never been a fan of Lopez's fit with this team, really. So put Giannis at the five or put Bro, Robin, whatever. Fine. They, they have they, Lopez. like Lopez in the pick and roll is fucking terrible against Capella. And he can't stop Trey Young. At least Portis, like you guys said, is a little bit, uh, is a lot better of a defender. He can move. I think he's a better shooter, too. Brooke Lopez has become yeah. one of the most like, overrated shooters in history. He's awful. He, his I shots are never going. Forty like five percent from three this year, or forty like two. It was fantastic. Was he? I don't know. I just remember last year's percentages were awful, and I feel like every time sure. I see him, they don't go in. No, Bobby Portis. Let me see his. He was terrible with the Knicks last year, but this year he was good. I he think Portis is shooting almost forty percent out of the rotation. Wait, dude, guys, forty-seven percent from three this this regular season. Forty-seven percent. Bobby Portis. Oh, Portis. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say Lopez shot thirty three percent. Second league in threes behind like Joe Harris. It was Joe Harris. He's fourteen percent up on Lopez. He should be playing more minutes because he's more athletic too. Bobby Portis was so good, and then they just stopped playing him. He wasn't. He didn't play at all in the Nets series. That's what I'm. I mean, and if you don't want to play Portis, fine. Play play Giannis at the five then. If you don't want to play Portis so bad, like honestly. All right, let's let's talk about Trey Young though. Now we already kind of got onto this, but. Uh, we have here. You guys think Trey Young is a top ten player? He's averaging thirty one and eleven this postseason. So. You uh, can't can you put him over a guy like Damian Lillard now? 
That's tough. I mean, look, I think that's tough. I think I mean, why not? Like, we, we love the numbers. I think that's like a fair argument. This point. Mm-hmm. It's not unfair. But then, like, the same thing is, like, then if you guys have to say Kyrie, then too. Don't, don't just be like Damon. Oh, yeah. Like, I would put him over. I, right now, I would put him over Kyrie for sure. We're all on the same tier. Like, this, we'll put Trey for the sake of about both of them. We'll put Trey above both of them. I don't think so. In the NBA, well, I guess third if you include Doncic and then like Harden, but that's like, uh, Listen, point guard is he the second best? I think he'd be better than I could. I'd put him ahead of Anthony Davis. Oh, well, that's tough. I'll put, I'll give, I'll give him the nod for sure, just because what he's, he's probably about. my twelfth best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean his stock's only rising too. Nothing he does from here on out will hurt his value. Exactly. They they're playing with house money. They have nothing to lose. They have mm-hmm. nobody expected them to get this far. And you know what? I think that's an advantage for them. I think they like the fact that they're playing with house money and they play with nothing to lose. They have mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Oh, you can tell you could tell that too. Nate McMillan really has them bought into just like going out there and just just playing, you know. They love playing on the road too. They won mm-hmm. like they won three games in Philadelphia, two they're, games in New York, and now they love being like and Trey Young is he loves being the villain. He takes over all the villain better than anybody. He loves him. The villain, that him. thing is like so sick to me. Dude, he's just a good player. Can we just stop like, saying the villain? He's a great player, not a villain. He's just a great dominant player. Stop mm-hmm. being he's a villain. A, he is a villain. But all right. Well, the so, Knicks whatever. fan really, I, really gave call, him shit. Just call him a great player, like what he is. Like he's just a great player. That's well, not that I'm the fact he's a great player. He's a villain. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. You know what? Fair. So let's go over who he's better than. So KD is better than. Yes, he's better. Curry better. Um, LeBron, Harden, and LeBron, Harden, Luka, Giannis, and B. Jokic. Seven, no, 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 let's just slow down here, guys. Could you use everyone right to, It was we had seven players outside of the two centers. Jokic and B. We didn't count yet. It was seven guys. It was, it was Giannis, Luka, Harden, Braun, Steph, KD, and uh, Curry. Seven. Kawhi. Kawhi was was that Kawhi eight guys? Kawhi's an interesting one because that, now all of a sudden his team has a winning record in the playoffs without him, and that's kind of crazy. Kawhi's. Kawhi's still better, but come on. He, he, I don't know, man. I, I just Kawhi Leonard just kills me. He's out of my top five. Look, if if Trey Young wins a Finals MVP, then we could talk. But guys, there's a the Finals MVP is the best player in basketball. But right? guys, there's a scenario in the world where we're looking at the Hawks losing in six games to the Bucks, still or losing in five. So oh, absolutely, but that won't change my mind. That doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't lower his stock. But, don't call him better than Kawhi if he doesn't get past the Bucks. Because I didn't say Kawhi that he's not better than Kawhi regardless to me. Listen, at the end of the day, though, Trey Young got the, the Hawks' first ever conference finals win in history. I mean, that's that's a big accomplishment right there. He's already the best player in Hawks franchise. He's he's going to be the best player in Hawks franchise history. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I mean, think about it. Those sixty win Hawks teams couldn't do it. Dominique Wilkins couldn't do it in the nineties. This win Hawks team was so bad. They had four. Yeah, but they couldn't win one game. They one game. They got swept. Yeah, by LeBron. <laughs> but what Trey Young is doing right now is special for sure. And he's a top. I have him like number 12. I think right, that's so we, got, we got the eight players, Kawhi. Then are you putting Jokic or Embiid or both, perhaps? So you guys, both. I'm putting Jokic. He's MVP. I'm putting both. Jokic above him. Both. Embiid, maybe not, though. So, so if that was the case, you would have him at 11. But I really just don't know about Kawhi. Like his, his incons, like offensively, he was great. What about Tatum? Tatum and Booker? Tatum Cody. and Booker? Definitely not Booker. His his I'm playmaking. Going, dude, I'm picking Tatum. Here's why. He put LeBron in seven games in the conference. I think you got to talk about that. I think you got to pick. Yeah, that was also the worst Cavs team in history. I, last year, they made the conference finals. Too, then last year too. So Tatum's I think you got to put Tatum. I think you got to put Tatum ahead of him. Yeah, you have um, definitely not Booker though. I could tell you definitely not Booker. His playmaking skills are so limited, and he turns the ball over so much. And then he has games like last night where he just disappears. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know about Booker. Booker and Mitchell, Mitchell, I'd say they're going to be in the conversation for sure. But I think Trey Young is Mitchell. probably not Mitchell. No way. No way. No, Trey's better than Booker and Mitchell. But well, yeah, he's better than them, but they're not far off. No, I agree. But I think Mitchell I, is a little I far think Tatum off. is better than, than uh, Trey Young. That's why, yeah, Tatum would be my number 11 and Trey Young's my number 12. Okay. Paul George? What about, wait, let's talk Paul George. Oh, no, no, no. no. no you're not. So not Kyrie. Paul George. We're putting Trey above Kyrie and Dame. Not Dame yeah, for me. I'm Kyrie. putting above all of them. Nope. Not Dame for me. Kyrie, yes. Not Dame. I don't know. But I just don't understand. Like, his numbers are ridiculous. Like, he averages 30 points a game. He has the assists. It's like everybody loves the numbers. He has those. And then he's winning games, too. You know what, though? It's tough because, like, this Hawks team, I actually said it before the, the playoffs started. Like, this Hawks supporting cast is so criminally underrated. It's, like, sick to me. It's, it's sick. You're right. But at the same time, they're playing without Hunter right now. And Bogdanovich is hurting. Bogdanovich is fucking useless out there. His knee doesn't even work. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So I guess now, now, look, Trey's had the numbers, and to his credit, he, the only knock on him has ever been his winning and how he's doing it. So I think he does deserve recognition, no doubt. Yeah, but third year in the league, and there you go. He's in the conference finals, winning games. All right, so let's put him. Let's put him above Damian Kyrie. I think that's fair. I'll do it. I'll do it. But I'm not putting him above Tatum. I'm not. Paul George is tough done it for me because Paul George is. is what he's doing this year, it's it's oh it's tough. We'll put, we'll put Trey We'll put Trey. What is he doing? Well, I mean, he's put up 26 9 and 6 in the playoffs. Man, you were just saying, bro, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold 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 on. You were just saying last podcast that we should not be taking Paul George's run this playoffs that was good because he had four bad or three bad postseasons in a row. And now you're saying this makes no sense. No, no. I said that that was a while ago, though. That was a while ago. Oh, that was not a while ago. That was recent. No, I no, – oh, no, no, oh, sorry, all right, all right. That was about the pandemic P thing. I said that the pandemic – because we thought which name was more fitting. That was the question on our podcast. Pandemic P or playoff P? I stuck with pandemic P because the last four playoffs, he was bad. And he has one good playoff run, and now he's playoff P. Yeah, but this now you're saying that he's – Now you're like, saying that he's better than Trey – you can, you're arguing that he's I'm not, not going to – my thing was I wasn't going to call him playoff P because playoff P would mean he's better in the playoffs than he's a regular. Okay, season. but then how could you compare it to Trey Young? But I think that Paul George, like out of the nicknames, playoff P, pandemic P, he's like he was always a good regular season player, and now he's showing the playoffs. So I think that like it's a close. Paul George is close with him. Close. To me, he's borderline. I disagree. Top. Borderline. Paul George shot nine twenty six last night. They won because the role players played well. Because the champs got like three of twenty in this in game seven. If you want to like bring up like those kind of nights, yeah, well, that's fair. But at the end of the day, like Paul George just doesn't create the same way. He doesn't he elevate his teammates. The same right, way Trey Young. Does. Uh, fine, we'll put Trey Paul over. Paul George is borderline top fifteen. Okay, we'll put Trey over PG. What about Zion now? I guess Zion because this is because Zion's really good and like just because he's gonna be the playoffs, it's like people just give him a knock. No. Ben, we already you can't. No one else that you're going to name is going to be is going to be in the conversation. Didn't you make it? Wait, <laughs> you made a TikTok video. Yeah, I did. You mentioned Trey Young. You had Zion D book. You had everyone. It, it was. I made it a week ago. Oh, <laughs> your mind changed that much. I, no, that's fair. I, I, that's fair. No, that's funny. That's funny. Though. I can't. Yeah. It All was right. after the beating of the Sixers and the way that they played in the in the game one. I, I'd say, I'd say those guys were all in similar tiers. I'll give Trey Young though. I think he's not top ten yet, but if he makes it out of this series, yeah, he. And I'll put him 
Yeah. Okay, so remember, it's the Eastern Conference. The, the conference that Graf always likes to discredit says this conference sucks, making the conference. Play. Okay, well, last year they were historically bad. A Miami Heat team starting Myers Leonard and Duncan Robinson made the finals. Historically bad. This conference is historically bad too without the Nets. Without the Nets, this is an historically bad. Ben Simmons was the number one seed. I disagree. Milwaukee's a really good team. The, the Sixers are last year yeah. too. Milwaukee was there last year too. I mean, this is the not team. the same team. Drew Holiday is a valuable player. I keep saying this to you guys. You just keep rolling your eyes. He's a better Bucks team, but it's a much better Bucks team. And not, by the way, not. look how much Giannis has evolved. How many jump shots has he been hitting? He's been hitting his free throws better too. Giannis is a better player. Drew Holiday is worlds ahead oh, of Eric. Giannis Blank. is being overrated. For Giannis is being overrated for beating Brooklyn. No, he's not. You guys just hate on Giannis no, I don't, so much. Gosh, 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 gosh. I'm not. No. I think he is, but here, and here's why. Because people are just, I mean, jumping to conclusions of a top five player because he beat a hobble Nets team. That, that to me is. But he's so been a top five player. Not for me. Who can acquire a better yeah, than They've always been. You're just like a, a fool. Like he's a top, he won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year last year. Like he's a top five player. Who can acquire better than Giannis, dude? Come on. Bro, get the fuck he's out of here. He's not better than Giannis. If the if the Bucks beat the Hawks, I will give it to you. Or if they win the finals, but they won't win the finals. They're not winning the finals. Not doing Giannis. Giannis has come back to this in a month. Giannis is a fucking one level scorer, dude. If Giannis wins Finals MVP, will you guys cry or like one one level scorer? I'm not. He's not gonna win the Finals MVP. He's become more than a one level scorer. I remember Game Seven against the Nets. He hit like at least five jump shots, and that's a big deal for somebody like. Listen. Giannis the reason also, they won that game seven. I have Luca and Kawhi over. Giannis is like my seventh best player. Giannis. Okay, well, Kawhi Leonard isn't even playing, and his team is beating up on the Suns. He's a finals MVP. He already won a Finals MVP. You love that award so much. You're, that's like your favorite award in basketball. So you okay, won it. So, yeah, so but his boy Curry's got zero. <laughs> let's go over his Finals MVP. One one with the Spurs, averaging fourteen points per game, and then you won one with the Raptors, and you already know how I feel about that championship. So. Oh my God, God! You hit every championship is a Mickey Nash championship. Well, they didn't have Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant. Oh my God! Okay, no, so I agree with that. The did Warriors you say no, that, wait, didn't, yeah. didn't you just go. say that they would not have beaten the Nets if Harden and Kyrie were playing? Oh, the same so thing twenty fifteen. Technically, the Warriors is a Mickey Mouse trophy because oh, yeah, it is. They played they played against Del Vadova and you got twenty sixteen has a Mickey Mouse trophy because they didn't have Draymond Green for Game Five. It's a Mickey Mouse trophy. Go ahead. Twenty seventeen. Less of a Mickey Mouse trophy though. 2017, Mickey Mouse showed me because Kawhi got hurt versus the Warriors in the conference finals up 27 points in game one. In game one, bro. In game one. There bro, still 27, there were no winning the game. Who knows? In 2018, oh, Chris Paul was hurt. That's a Mickey Mouse trophy too. Let's pull yeah. every trophy Mickey Mouse for crying out loud. We're going to do this every goddamn year. Injuries are a part of the game. Not mm-hmm. every trophy. Two superstars out there is no doubt it impacts the, like the, the outcome of the series. Bro, yeah. Even if, if Clay Thompson doesn't blow out his ACL, they win the rest of that game, they win game seven. Mm-hmm. Let's call, let's call every trophy Mickey Mouse and guys. Like it's a not. every single trophy a Mickey Mouse trophy. What does it? What does championships even mean anymore? They don't mean anything anymore. I guess now. It's just who can spend the most money on superstars. It, 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 it is, but dude, the, my my thing is that like if you want to call like 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 whatever like the the Raptors championship a Mickey Mouse trophy, then every trophy should be Mickey Mouse. Then I'm serious. Mm, not necessarily. Because there's injuries every single season. Every single well, season. Yeah, inj- injuries, like you said, are a part of the game, for sure. So yeah. I don't think the Raptors, the Raptors was a deserved championship. That was a des- they beat Steph Curry because it was Kawhi versus Steph. Who could win the battle? Kawhi, Steph, but Kawhi shined, and that was it. 
That was that. That was it. Kawhi, mm-hmm. I'm not dude, Kawhi. There should not be any Kawhi slander. This guy. Why not? Why not? Oh my God! Could you imagine? Listen, I completely disagree. James Hater. Could you imagine if LeBron's team went three and two without him in the playoffs? Could you imagine that? Think about that for a second. LeBron's the worst player ever. They don't need LeBron to win this and that and this and that. Ka- Kawhi's team, they, they went 2-0 against the Jazz, and now they just beat the Suns. Look, you're right. I mean, the thing is, LeBron, see, LeBron, this, LeBron's, like, standards are so much higher than anyone else's, though. And I think and it, it's because he, he, he put himself in the go conversation. That's okay, yes, you're, you're right. LeBron's standards are higher. But what, same thing with Giannis. What if the Bucs were 3-2 and two without Giannis? Could you imagine? What would you guys be saying? <laughs> if the Bucs were 3-2 and two without Wait, yeah. So who? Oh, so if the Bucks were three and two, that Giannis, I would be like, who do they play? Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. They play Rudy Gobert in one of two games, or is it? I don't even, and I don't like Kawhi because he's a bitch and he he load manages like a little. You know, he he load manages. He the guy hasn't been hurt since what? Graph. What, what, what was he was your, hurt. He's hurt right now. Hold on. He okay, load managed this. He load managed this regular season. The last injury he had was that stupid quad injury with the fucking Spurs. That was a big deal. That was a year injury. He was out for a year. That was a big deal. Okay, so he has to load bandage now. Get the fuck out of here. Kawhi is the softest motherfucker in the NBA, and because he's a nice guy and doesn't say anything, he gets excuses. That's why. Okay. It's a fact. There's so, fact. Many people, there's so many people like you had that same sentiment. Like, a lot of people think the same way that you do about it. That's why I don't think people don't say anything about it. A lot of people have problems. not objectively soft. He's, like, reinvented the whole load management thing. And you know what? Blame blame Popovich because he instead yeah. Popovich Kawhi. started that shit. He did. Popovich was the real one who started that, and Kawhi probably was told by Popovich to keep doing that. So yeah. I don't blame and Kawhi. Blame Greg Popovich, but nobody wants to blame him because he's like he's some angel. He's some he's an angel. He can't be blamed for anything. He's, he's the goat, right? Well, it's still Pop. It's it's Popovich's fault, but Kawhi still has a fact. I mean, is a major factor. You know, he's still doing it. Listen, Kawhi, Kawhi. And you know what? You know what? Kawhi, they would be doing it too. To be honest with you, like Graf's is, you know, and Paul George is playing pretty goddamn good without him. And because well, Kawhi stagnates the offense, he doesn't. He's not a playmaker. Doesn't move the ball. And remember you know, though, the Clippers, if he's not guarding the best player. How much of an impact is he having defensively? Okay, so dude, they Paul were George is a better they're, playmaker. They're three and two, right? They're three and two. That's cute. Two of the games came against Rudy Gobert's Jazz. Okay, you reckon the Jazz are not a good basketball? Team? And you're acting like the Jazz don't have Donovan Mitchell. It's not Rudy Gobert's Jazz. Rudy I'm, Gobert I'm, I'm just making a joke. I'm just making a joke at Graf because we. I mean, he was giving me shit for Bam out of bio, but the same thing happened to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, nah, Rudy okay, Gobert. But I wasn't. I wasn't crowning Rudy Gobert like the best player in basketball. Though. We weren't. I we. Tremendously overrating. He averages thirteen and eleven in the playoffs. Thirteen and eleven. He sucks. That's what he averages in like the regular season, is it not? You know it is. It's the same. What? That's just like what he does. Second best player on a finals team. Gobert's second best player on a second round team. Second round team. We're done talking about the Heat. We're done talking about about the Heat. My name is Mr. Asterix. Everything has an asterisk. I'm talking about the heat. I'm not talking about the heat anymore. I was right. They got swept. We're done. We're moving on. All right. No, no, we are moving on. You're right. You're right. But all right. We've been going through these topics so long. So let's just kind of make it quick. We got, has Aiden's recent play warranted his number one overall selection over Luca and Trey? And I, I think kind of, but it's still a mistake. It's still a mistake. But if they win a title, it changes the. It changes a lot, though. I think. Yes, but we just to to me, Luca's a top five player. To me, Trey Young is close to being a top ten player. What is Aiton right now? Top fifty? 
Well, Pat Pat is he, he's really just a role player. Role he doesn't player. Exactly. Shot. He's exactly. just a product of the system. He's been playing great, and he's even been playing some defense, but at the end of the day, that's all he is is a role player. In well, the thing about centers, and this is why I this is why I feel about Rudy Gobert, how I feel, is that a lot of centers who don't have an offensive game like Carl Anthony Towns, like Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, a center in my eyes, outside of those three, is technically a role player. Because I don't think if you average 13 and 12, you're you're a role player to me. You're not a star player as a even though you're a top five center, you're not a star player because it, to me, unless you can score like Cat or like the guys I said before, Embiid, Jokic. That's that's the title I gave I give you. So I, I agree. Centers have no impact on or limited impact on offense. So most of them do at least. I agree. I, I, the liabilities, yeah. You no, know, and you have Luca with Devin Booker, and we could be talking about a team that could win a championship for the next three years. And uh that's why I, you're right. That's why I think it's still on the team. Because yeah, they the issue dynamic. with Chris Paul is if they don't win it this year, then like then what happens, you know? Because then they got to pay bridges and eight in the max. Campaign's going to be up for contract. They're this is it. This is the sun the shot. Suns are winning this year. I'm the Suns are winning the championship. Shot. They got to. No, they they made the mistake of, go, of going up 2-0 on the Clippers, and they're going to regret that. I disagree. That is they don't sick. Because guess who was there? Kawhi was there. Kawhi was there to save the day both times. And even not the, really not against the Jazz. Really, he even the, the even the series back in the even the series. But who won the series? I think it was Terrence Mann who won the series. A Terrence Mann won the series. It am Aldridge. But once again, I mean that was on Rudy Gobert's Jazz. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. All right. I think we've already hit on the conference finals matchups enough. So I guess we can just move on to uh Scottie Pippen and the stuff he's been saying. So he he's he's just been I don't know, he's always said some stupid he's, stuff. He's but just re- an idiot. He he's saying a okay, KD he doesn't know how to play team basketball and LeBron would have figured out how to win versus the uh, Bucks, And then I also saw on Twitter this morning, he said that like LeBron won the 2016 title without another. I, I was so dumb. I which, can't. Like, just the dumbest thing ever. Kyrie was r- unreal in that series, which is just, oh. That, I was, you to say argue. Kevin Durant doesn't know how to play team basketball is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You He's could ar- the star who knows how to play team basketball the most. You could argue that Kyrie Irving was just as good as LeBron in that series. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go see I'm not but as the person who's technically like called like the Kyrie hater on the podcast or called like the the LeBron lover and that's not my title I'm not really a LeBron lover as you'll see right here LeBron did not win a champion that's that might be the dumbest shit I've ever seen but it's true though Kyrie was you could really argue that he was just as good as LeBron I'm saying that so I said that LeBron did not win it by himself that's yeah that was like a 1A LeBron 1B Kyrie like it was legitimately I'm not going that far I'm not going because I think LeBron have you seen his numbers in that series numbers like the playmaking LeBron James the impact he's on the floor he's like a Chris Paul type I know but you do look Kyrie down the stretch in every single one of those games was the closer and he did not miss he did not miss even with Clay Thompson he did not miss game six was a blowout and game five was like a 10 15 point game only game seven was a real close game game five was a closer so game seven was a real closer game but he had that one shot so it was a one shot Kyrie was phenomenal he was averaging 30 a game on ridiculous efficiency I'm not going to say he was better than LeBron but the fact of the matter is they don't win it without either one of those guys it was a two-man show this next thing LeBron would have never won this year's on the Nets roster you put LeBron instead of Katie on the Nets they're not no way. I don't even think it, to be honest with you, the way LeBron played in this postseason, I don't think it goes to seven games. I think the Bucks win it faster. I don't, I'm not gonna like get folks on that. I don't care what, how much games it goes up. That, that's not the point of this. The point is 
And I think Scotty brought up a decent point that Katie would, Katie, like LeBron would have thought, figured out another way to attack the Bucks and perhaps well, maybe it would have worked. We also don't hold Katie to the same standard as we hold LeBron. Yeah, correct? Think about it though. Yeah, Katie needed to drop a 50 point triple double to barely win game five. Is LeBron doing that? That's what I said. He's not. not this year, not, not this year, given his age. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to say prime LeBron, then maybe. But, like, that's just such a hypothetical question. Like, such like a, yeah. can Michael Jordan win this series? I mean, that's just, like, a waste of time. You know, I, think, I think it's, like, the thing with, like, Scotty Pippen's, like, a, like a turning, like, a LeBron lover because he wants to discredit Jordan. It's, like, the thing where, like, all these, like, like LeBron lovers, like, they love Jordan. Or Scott, or all these LeBron, like, they love Scotty Pippen. Want to know what the Scottie problem is? LeBron lovers love each other. Want to know what the problem is? Because, like, Scotty Pippen in this NBA now – like he would be considered like a top five, top 10 player because like he's, he's like that, the second guy, like the Anthony Davis to LeBron, like, but he's, he never got that love back from what happened now. And I think that's kind of why he doesn't want MJ to be like the guy. Cause they don't talk about Scottie Pippen. Like they talk about guys like Anthony Davis with LeBron James, for example. That's that's it's like the Kyrie and MJ fans have an alliance with each other. And, and then the then- same thing with like Curry and Kevin Durant, they don't talk about KD. Like they talk about Curry, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's frustrated that he never got, really got the recognition that he's like, the he's second best player. With overrated me. though, because the because the, when you hear interviews, they call him like a two time champ. Like that to me, that sounds so ridiculous. A two time champ. He's a one time champ. Like both of them are half championships. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you calling those Mickey Mouse championships? No, for him. No, not the Warriors. I'm not gonna do the team. I'm not gonna discredit the entire team. So for Kevon Looney, it counts as a championship, but for Kevin Durant, it doesn't. Um, no, because. Given his book, okay, the context is for Kevin Looney that he was a role player on a championship team. For KD, he got the finals MVP. That is sickening to me because he joined a 73 win team. Seems already loaded, a championship team. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, let me join and hop on the bandwagon. That is a joke. That is sick. He hasn't won a ring by, as the best player on a championship team. And he wouldn't on the Nets next year. James Harden's that best player. Hard, hard yep. Okay, well, that's not, just objectively false. Not better, more impactful. I just can't believe we're still on this narrative. Like, I really just can't believe it. Not better, more impactful. All right, let's talk about Team USA, though. It includes Kevin Durant. Uh, it includes guys, Kevin Guys, what do you think they're going to – you know, are they a lock for gold this year? The roster is not – They're a lock for gold every year. That's what I'm saying. I don't they even – They've never not won gold when they've actually tried. When was the last I, time they won gold? 2004? I, I think they could put three guys on the court and win – and they lose to? Like, who do they lose to? Like, what? I think they lost to Argentina in 2004 with Manu Ginobili, and they ended up getting bronze. How? That's That's a disgrace. They were trying in 2004. They didn't. They they were playing like college guys. That's a disgrace. Still, it's a disgrace. Uh, It's like less of a disgrace. Manu Ginobili cooks like all the best players in the U.S. I think maybe Scola was on that team too, right? Argentina. He scores like a one-time All-Star. I mean, our starting lineup this tournament is going to be Dame, Booker, Tatum, KD, and Bam. How are we not winning? Yeah, and then you got guys like Levine and Holiday off the bench. They'll be fine. And Beal, how are we not yeah, winning? Exactly. How are we fine. not winning? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're winning gold. Look, the USA team is gonna win gold, right? I mean, yeah, and then the fact that like Jokic isn't playing and Ben Simmons isn't playing, that takes two of the best no, countries. Ben Simmons is Argentina. Okay. Got role player in Argentina. Well, <laughs> is one of the best uh, countries in basketball, and like they're losing their best player. Like Ben Simmons is not the best player in Argentina. He's not the best player in Argentina. Oh, I'll not in Argentina. On Australia, bro. Argentina. Who is better on Australia than Ben Simmons? Andrew Bogut? I don't know. You like Andrew Bogut? You like Della Vadova? Like, I don't know. I'll take Della Vadova. No, 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 no. Okay, Ben Simmons is the best player on Australia. I can't believe this is even a conversation right now. He is the best player, but 
that team wouldn't have been a threat to the USA, even if well, they're they're probably the third best country behind Serbia right now because Serbia gave USA a lot of trouble last time. I think Ben Simmons should have played basketball or uh, Australia though because. Like, he needs to get more game reps, though. He needs to, like, play the game more, I feel like. He needs to get, like, Confidence, because they'll wipe the floor on lower-level teams. But he needs right, to that's his problem. That's his problem. I just can't believe KD's even playing, honestly. I thought he'd want to take the summer yeah, I was off. Actually, I mean, I, I, same thing with Booker and, like, Middleton. I, I'm surprised they're playing. Booker's young, though. I think Booker, no surprise, he's young. He's 23. 23. Yeah, I mean, I, that I can agree with. Guys, do they really – they're going to play, what, 20 minutes each? They're going to be rotating. They're going to be having a good time. They're going to sweep the floor with these fucking teams. How many times are they going to have to give – those connections. You never know. Booker might, might like, recruit Lillard or something to Phoenix. You never know. Booker's one of those guys – he's going to be in Phoenix for life, I think. He's going to stay in Phoenix. because everyone. Yeah, and he, he might be trying to recruit somebody right here. He'll be an NBA champ during the Olympics. I, I – Bro, if they get Booker, holy shit! Oh my god, that'd be fire. Yeah, I can't. I can't sit here and say he'll be an NBA champion yet. I still think Milwaukee is winning this whole thing. Nah. I think Giannis is going to bring home Finals MVP, and he can put it on the shelf next to his Defensive Player of the Year and MVP trophies. The fraud Defensive Player of the Year. He never guards a big guy in playoff games. He's <laughs> okay, honestly though, we're at the point where none of them do. Nobody ever guards the best Kawhi player. Kawhi doesn't either. No, Kawhi doesn't either. He really no one. Who does. does guard the best player? I mean, I know for the Clippers, it's Beverly and Man that are guarding Booker and Paul. And then, you know, for the it seems to be Holiday guarding Trey Young most of the time for the Bucks. It's just. I will say that the MVPs are legit, though. Giannis deserved both MVPs. I will say that, but regular season award. And he'll, he'll deserve his finals MVP, too. You just wait. They're not going to win the finals MVP. They're not going to win the finals. They're going to – they might lose to the Hawks. you got to worry about ATL before you worry about Phoenix. Okay. We'll see. No, no, they'll beat the Hawks, though. I think they beat the Hawks, but they'll – the Bucks and Suns in the finals, and they'll lose to Phoenix in, in seven games, we'll say. It's a good series. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just hoping that D-Book has that finals MVP trophy. Phoenix at that title. Chris Paul gets a ring. So D-Book will be the, the finals MVP, no doubt. But it'll be fun. Yeah, um, that's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, episode number 47. Um, pretty long episode. I think it's like an hour long, maybe longer, like right, 150. We're looking at, we got some games tonight. Game 2, the conference finals should be exciting. Um, peace, everyone.